Master Performance Coach, International Speaker, Podcast Host and Author. Known as the Can Do Coach, I thrive on enabling leaders to step up, shake it off and shine. Welcome to my podcast, The Can Do Way. My guests from across the globe have can-do stories of growth, resilience and success to share. Tune in and be inspired by these individuals who have developed a strong can-do approach. Each one of their stories is unique. Each one of their stories has a key message. In this episode of The Can Do Way, I'm talking to Vivian Twiss, founder of The Viva Group, Matt Reformer and CCB instructor and bar coach. Vivian has traversed Peru through Spain, finally settling down in Singapore to create Pilates by Viva and the Salon by Viva to celebrate the vitality of life. Vivian handpicked her captivating Sentosa Cove and Keppel Bay locations, highly qualified Pilates instructors and professional salon team to bring her vision of creating a unique wellness experience that connects with the community to life. Welcome to the show today, Vivian. Thank you, Gail. Thank you for having me. So it's a pleasure to finally be part of such a lovely initiative to empower and other women alike going through the entrepreneur road. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, while I was doing your introduction there, Vivian, you know, just the visual impact, I think, that your intro has created for the listeners as well of handpicking the location. And I know how beautiful um, Sentosa Cove is. It's a beautiful, beautiful part of Singapore. Um, and you're creating, as you said, this this wellness experience and connecting people to their exercise, the whole community and to life uh, as we know it. So what we would like to hear from you first is if we could take a short walk through your life and if you could give the listeners just a glimpse of your background and how you actually became the person that you are today and delivering the work that you are doing right now. Of course, well, the journey is being long, but you know, <laughs> it's all about taking risks and lives. So I was born in Peru. 35 years ago, if I may say. <laughs> and then I moved to Spain as I was in my early 20s. And in Spain, I used to be an event planner. So in one of the events I organized, I met my now husband. And then we got engaged, we got married, we moved to Singapore 10 years ago. And that's when the life, life took a complete change. It was an opportunity for me to reinvent myself, to do something completely new and different on this completely different part of the world I've never was been into. So this is how I decided to become a Pilates instructor. I always love Pilates as a way of exercising for all the benefits that it gives to my health. Mm-hmm. So I turned to be a Pilates instructor when I became a mother. I have a seven-year-old daughter now. And when I became an instructor, the passion was big and I love to share it with others. So it all started, you know, in my condo, in the function room, teaching private classes to a few moms and a few friends alike. And then that became fully booked. And then I lived in Sentosa. So going around the area, there was no other Pilates studio. So my husband said, why don't you open your own? And I said, well, actually, why not? <laughs> so that's what I did. We opened our Sentosa Coffee Studio in 2019. And it was just a little, well, it's a still a little studio, a very cozy area. It's a boutique Pilates reformer studio. And I was so surprised that between the first month, the studio was completely fully booked and I was scrambling to try to meet the demand. So 
We enlarged the team between a year. We were having six instructors in the house, fully book classes seven days a week. So then became the intention of opening a second location. And Kipple Bay, you know, is such a beautiful part mm-hmm. of Singapore and it has all the boats around. It's resort feeling that it's almost like you're going away from Singapore, but you're not. So it just became a natural decision to come to here. So when we found this unit, it's just, it was huge. The views are stunning, but it was huge. And we decided, what else can we do apart from having a massive Pilates studio that could complement what we offer? So then again, it came to personal experiences. I was always hoping to have a Pilates studio and a salon that I could pop up to have, you know, I have a little try having my nails done or any other meet before I have to go instead of having to travel one place to the other just to have mm-hmm. all my needs meet. So that's how the salon idea came to, to place. We decided to create a salon. They offer sustainable beauty options for nails, hair, brow, lashes, waxing. And the offer has continued to, to open. So this is how Kepo came to place three years ago. So it's been going very well. We are really happy to have a huge Pilates studio with seven reformer beds, towers, chairs, and the salon that complements that journey for our clients. So for us, it's all about creating experiences. We want our clients to walk into our doors feeling in a way. But when they walk out, they're feeling happier, feeling better. Mm-hmm. So that's the intention. Our community is very important and tithing all our clients by name, even though now they're about the thousands, but we still get to know them. We take the time to to be able to talk to them, to wish them happy birthday or congratulate them for their best baby. And it's important to have personal connection. And yeah, I'm happy to say that we'll soon be expanding too. So that's another thing that comes into the plans. <laughs> wow. You're taking over soon. There'll be Viva will take over Singapore. It sounds like it's wonderful. Really, really <laughs> wonderful. Like <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, Viva means life. Is that correct? Am I right there? Is that correct? Yes. It's a Spanish word. So the yes. exact translation is pray, like yes. Viva. Okay. And there's also, it comes from the word vivir, that means to live. So it's, it's the meaning of life, it's a celebration of life. Beautiful, beautiful. You know, even hearing you talking about the growth of your your dream as it was that you you realized that there was something very special that you could start to connect people and to bring to life the your passions, but also to give people that added experience, you know, that value added personal experience. And as you say, it is all about vitality. It's about wellness. It's about that feel-good factor as well. And bringing it all into one place, you've made it so easy for people to just go, you know what, I'm going to do a class, but then I can sit back and just be pampered a bit at the end of it as well. It's a beautiful, a beautiful community. Um, and I'm sure that uh, listeners, anyone who's traveling to Singapore, um, you can look up the Viva group and uh, I know I'll take, I'll check it out. I'm coming down in, uh, in October. So I might just come and knock on your door and say hi as well. Me so <laughs> it's, you know, you said that the Viva group was founded on soul and passion and absolutely grounded in love. And I think that's a really beautiful way of setting the scene for all of us. But behind the absolute beautiful glamour of it, the journey to get there, that's what we're going to explore now. So, you know, you you said to the audience that you you grew up in Peru and you moved to Spain and then you moved to Singapore. What were some of those initial challenges that you went through on your journey as you travelled across the globe? Well, it's always a complete change of life. So taking, making a decision of moving a country comes with its own challenges. You're not absolutely anyone in there. You have to get used to a new form of life, 
create community, find your place again. So when I did my first move to Spain, I was very young. So, you know, everyone in the early 20s says, yes, we can do it. We feel like Superman. <laughs> and, and it did felt in the way, to be fair. I found Spain a second home and I still hold it in a very special place in my heart. I used to live in Mallorca, gorgeous place mm-hmm. to live on. So not much to complain. And then moving to Singapore, I guess that was a little bit of a harder decision to make, especially because it was also the beginning of my marriage. There were two very important moves and a complete change of life. But I have to say Singapore is a wonderful place to be at. So I found my place pretty quick and I was very lucky to have a very supportive husband and family around to push me through my dreams and to see the brighter side. Mm -hmm. Even though things can get hard, starting something on your own, you must continue to push forward. Most definitely, most definitely, yes. You mentioned that change and moving, but the key point that I pull out there is that you said you had that right level of support around you. You had the people there that were helping you to say, and and you know, you said at the start that your husband believed in you and said, look, you've got a, a waiting audience ready for these classes. You're getting fully booked. How about doing something and taking it to the next level? So he had he had your back the whole time. And I think that really Absolutely. drives that results as well. So what changed for you, do you think, as you were entering this new entrepreneurial journey in Singapore? You said that your daughter now is seven years old. How do you manage the challenge really? of, of being a mum and also running a business at the same time? Oh, well, uh, let's just say it looks easier than it is. It's very tough. <laughs> It's very hard. When I started baby, my daughter was very little still, so she really did need me. So finding this balance between running a successful business and also being a successful mother, it is hard. And it's a still a skill, as I told you, I'm still balancing and trying to perfect day to day. But being passionate is important and to understand that those things deserve attention at different times of the day, to be able to compartmentalize and how much time and days I give to each job is important. But I also think it's important for her as a girl to grow, seeing the example that if you work hard, you can really get things done. So I think for her it's very special. And sometimes I hear her, they ask her in a school, these homegirls, like, what do you want to be when you are older? Mm-hmm. And she says, I want to be like my mummy. I want oh. to have two businesses. <laughs> oh, it fills my heart with pride. And I think it's so sweet to see that. So all, all the hard work is really pays off. And to see the business thriving, growing and expanding, it's definitely make it worth it. The journey is hard, but it's just it's worth it. What a beautiful sentiment to hear that from your daughter that she wants to be like you and you're role modeling so many positives but as you say you have to put the hard work in and that's what this whole can do mindset is all about it's you know you're faced with, we're all faced with different challenges in life and it's how we it's which attitude we take isn't it and then we say well we can do this but we just have to find perhaps a different way of doing it and approach things a little bit differently or give it a bit more time to be able to manage all of the things that are going on in our lives as well. So if, if she can grow up to be like you, that would be a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I'm sure you would be oh, super, super you. proud to see that as well. Very sweet. It's very sweet to, to evoke those feelings on a little seven-year-old girl who's just hopping around. But I think you're absolutely right. Having a can-do attitude, I think it's all about the way that you see things. I mean, we, all, mm-hmm. we all decide to have a positive view or a negative view, right? Like a half glass 
the house that is the, the glass that is half full or half empty as a way that you decide to see the problem. So I can't do attitude. It's the only way that you can possibly push through adversity indeed. and get through it. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. So what would you say, you know, some people might say, wow, getting up and tra- traveling across the world and living in different places, having to adapt, be flexible, make change happen. They might perceive that as a risk. So what do you think you've learned more than anything by taking risks in your life? Well, it's just a very, my, my grandmother always used to say, saying in Spanish, uh, el que no arriesga no gana, and it translates to nothing venture, nothing gained. And it's absolutely true. It's terrifying to take a leap, but it's worth it. If you don't take the leap, you will always spend the rest of your life wondering, what if, what if I did this? It would have been good, it would have been bad. And just the kind of regrets can be very heavy to live with. So you must try it, go try it, give your best. And you can say to yourself, even if it doesn't work out, I did my best. I tried it. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe it will be a successful thing like Viva. It was a complete leap of faith and it was a massive race. But I'm very happy in the way things have turned it out. And my traveling through life, moving through countries, it is all a big race. But it's worth doing it. Yes. Yes, indeed, indeed. And I think it really really must build resilience you know I guess if you think about the world that you're you're in being in the wellness industry and and you you do fitness as part of the Viva offer how would you term your life experience in comparison to the fitness work that you do in terms of building resilience in yourself how would you link the two together well they all require a lot of willpower you want to work out consistently, you want to feel healthy, you need to have willpower enough to come and show up even when you don't feel like doing it. And the same goes towards the challenges that running the place requires. I mean, it's all about resilience. Of course, we all face challenges, up and downs. It's like any entrepreneur that tells you, oh no, everything is perfect. This is lovely and it goes so well. They are lying. (laughs) 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 But the bright side is if we we embrace the problems and challenges, learn from our mistakes and instead of leaving them as failures, we're leaving them as learning opportunities. The mindset completely changes and we continue to learn, continue to push forward. And this attitude is just, let's just get it done, find a solution to the problem and move up onto the next just don't know what wonderful opportunity might be waiting for you after you succeed this moment. Beautiful, beautiful. So you mentioned that your daughter looks up to you. Have you noticed any um, starting points of resilience in her, maybe even at the age of seven? She's probably gone through some, some little life trials of her own. Are you seeing resilience being developed more and more in her? Oh, she's always been a very spirit girl, for put it in a way. Mm-hmm. She's seven going on 17. But <laughs> so what your resilience is being tested. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, true. It's been challenged as well. <laughs> but talking about resilience, she recently came to, to, to the house and telling us that there's going to be this class representative elections at school. And mm. she's just started junior school to seven. And she's so excited and she wants to participate and, I told her, well, then maybe I can help you to prepare your speech. And she said, no, no, I don't really have it on. <laughs> and then she came and recited to me and my husband, and I was completely flabbergasted. It was so well done. And the way that she explained why would she be best for this position, it was incredible. And I really think that's a big sign of resilience. She's not afraid of a challenge. She's going to try her best, and she knows that if she doesn't do it, it's fine. It's always next year. Wow. 
That's a, a great example, example to share, yes. And if she can do that at seven, then imagine what she will be like when she's 17. I so. know. <laughs> well, a part of me looking forward and the other is really. Yes, scared. but let, let's not push those years away. Ten years is a very, very long time yeah. and life happens in between, doesn't it? So, <laughs> But, you know, you can keep driving that can-do mindset in her and keep encouraging it in her and she will see it in you and the more that you can do it, the more your husband um, shows her as well well and those around her she'll start to gravitate more toward those those can do positive people in her life uh, as well so you know even though you're in the fitness industry and the well-being and wellness area in life what do you do then Vivian to step away to to really reframe perhaps your thinking sometimes um, to refresh your mindset and to really hold on to that level of positivity what do you do to give yourself that wellness and that sense of me time. It's important to recognize the need of me time because we, as entrepreneurs, it's very easy for you to work until burnout. I mean, it's the business that is in your hands and depends on you to make it successful or not. So that kind of responsibility can weigh heavy on someone's shoulders. So it's okay to give us permission to take time to rest, to reset, because if we don't have a healthy mindset, an exhausted body is not productive. An exhausted mind is going to make the wrong decisions. It's going to fail to seek opportunities and see brightness where there's only darkness. It's important to recognize the need for, for self-care. There's nothing wrong with feeling tired and getting a break and a rest. Mm-hmm. So I do try to keep some time to myself and throw that to draft some boundaries about how many hours people can expect to see me at work, how many yes. hours I am not going to be available, mm-hmm. just put my phone on the side and taking holidays with the family, spending quality time and just forgetting about work for a moment is very important. It's a grounding mm-hmm. experience that we all need to go through and to remember why we join this and who we really are and what is the core, the values of business continue to carry on, which have the ultimate is our values. Yes, definitely. And what, what's one of your favourite go-tos to spend that time with yourself? Are you someone who meditates or do you like to read or do you just sit and maybe enjoy the view in front of you? What, what, what do you do? A mix of three. Meditating can be a bit challenging, but it's something that I continue to try until mm-hmm. I can manage to do it. But I do try to do things that take my mind off work. That's important. Whereas it's be having a coffee with a friend or taking my daughter out for the day and just walking around or having dinner with my husband. Anything that takes my mind away from work mm-hmm. is worth for me. It works in the way that it, it gives me it gives me a chance to, to recharge, to refresh my mind, to go back refresh have other ideas, seeing things from another point of view. And of course, who will, who will say no to a massage and a little day in the spa? That's, that's important too. Of sometimes. course. <laughs> <laughs> They're lovely things and we all deserve that pampering and that treat as well, you know, True. because we all work hard and we we work our minds very hard because we're, we're switched yes. on so much these days and we mm-hmm. – and I like the way that you said you bring in those boundaries so that you know when you're available you know that for yourself, but you also make it known for people around you as well to respect when you're not available. And I think that is a really important message in today's world, which is driven, of course, by technology and the need in many, many people to think that they need to be available all of the time. But you yeah. put yourself back in the driver's seat and you're regaining that control and saying, you know, I need to have time off to spend by myself, but I also need time to be away completely from my business and be with my family. 
those are the things that really matter to you. So boundaries is a very, very important message that you're sharing. Very important. I think it's it's the only way that you can feel feel good about it. Otherwise, as a mother, it's very easy to feel guilty. For example, you feel like you should be home and then you find yourself at work. It's very easy to get get into those gray areas. So to feel Mm -hmm. good about it, to have a positive mindset, we need to be able to to make decisions that are positive. So boundaries are very important. Definitely. Yes, I do try to have quality time in both areas. It's it's so vital, so, so vital. And, you know, even sometimes just to switch off your phone and not be contactable at all, it's it's one yeah. of those very powerful times in life. And, you know, we, we forget that many, oh, probably 10, 15 years ago, none of us had these devices and we didn't have right. that connection, did we? And we managed back then so we can manage exactly. it now. So exactly. It's just flipping so. thinking a little bit, that's all, so... Yeah, yeah, you yeah. just need to manage expectation in both areas. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So I'd love you to share your three can-do tips with the audience, Vivian. Okay, well, as I was telling you about mindset and the, and the way that we see things, I think it's important if you see a problem and you see something that it looks really negative, instead of thinking, looking at the glass half full and wallowing and pity, I was thinking, oh, what a terrible problem that I can fix. Why don't you just try to focus on finding a solution? I think that's the best way to creatively deal with a, with a hard situation. Find a solution, mm-hmm. cut it down, keep moving forward, and then learn from those experiences. But if, for example, you do not manage to find a solution to the problem and you think, oh, what a failure, you just learn from the experience. You'll know better next time. And when you're faced with the same opportunity, you will do it differently and you will succeed that time because you learn from your past experiences. The thing is all about perspective. Thinking, looking at things from a positive point of view will make a world of difference on how you fix them. And I think those are my biggest tips on a can-do attitude. Fantastic. It's all about perspective. Beautiful, beautiful. And so my final question for you then is why do you feel that a can-do attitude is absolutely essential in life? Well, because imagine if we, if we all didn't have an attitude that allows us to fix a problem, to have a creative solution to our issues. We will all be wallowing and, draw, and drowning on self-pity. Any problem that comes to life, it will throw us down onto the floor and that will be it. How many opportunities will be lost? How bad will we feel with ourselves feeling a failure instead of seeing it as a, as a learning opportunity? With talk and our attitude, I truly and honestly believe success, success is very hard to attain. That is fantastic. And none of us want to be wallowing. We all want to be, we all want to find a way to be positive. And, you know, there's toxic positivity and there's consistent positivity. That means that we we do look at it, as you said, the realistic, and we can find those solutions and we can aim to find the good in the things that might be challenging us. And when we do, we just automatically go, you know what, I can see a bit brighter and I can see things and you you calm yourself down, don't you? It's a of very course, different way yeah. of thinking. Yeah. And the mind is such a powerful tool and you start believing in the seeing, seeing the bad side of something, you kind of stop convincing yourself of that exactly. thought and that bad side. Whereas exactly. if you look into a solution, the solutions come to you and then there's they a bright future after that. They do, they do. There's always an option to find a way and I'm, I'm a firm believer in that as well. And, you know, we... We all face obstacles. It's what life throws at us sometimes. And it's like, how do I go over it, around it, through it, or I just ignore it completely and I just move yeah. on to the next thing. It's it's okay, but it's about finding ways to do that as well. So, um, And I'm sure women through the work that they do with you in your studios and your wellness routines, 
they can find a way to give themselves that special treatment, um, but also yes. to get fitter, feel better about themselves, be healthier in their lives, in their physical body, but also their mindset as well. And that's the beauty of um, fitness because I love my exercise routines as well. I love to be outside so and important. swimming and cycling and walking and, and being in the great outdoors. It's a, a wonderful space to be in. So important because if you're really working out your mind needs to be connected with what's happening in your body so all the thoughts and all that thinking too much it goes away and it gives yourself a time to rest your mind and when you think back again at what worked you'll be much brighter exactly. you'll be able to see opportunities and you know to keep moving forward to find solutions to the problems so definitely exercise healthy diet find a balance between healthy but not over restrictive because all about enjoying life at the end of the day I think that's key And that's a beautiful way to bring our conversation to a close. You know, it's it's you've brightened my afternoon for me, and, oh, and I think you've brightened you. you'll brighten the lives of all of the listeners as well because you're oh, you've got thanks. a very warm, um, lovely personality, and the way that you've told your story thank today you. is is very it, it, it's very inspiring. And it's yeah. lovely to think that you are living and breathing it. Your daughter is looking up to you yeah. and you are surrounding her with with such a positive role model and say, you know, she can do the things that you have been faced with and and worked your way through as well and, and um, all the best for her with her little speech that she's doing Thank as well. You. And I hope she, she gets to be one of those council people at the school as well. That would be wonderful. But yeah, thank you so like much. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Thank Vivian. You, It's girl. been a pleasure Thank to you. talk to you. It's Thank been you. a pleasure. Thank you for having me in the podcast. I really appreciate it. And definitely, I can't do it to it all. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast, The Can Do Way. Do you live and breathe the can do attitude? Since 2019, my podcast has gifted listeners across the globe access to an incredible selection of guests with stories to refresh your perspective, bring you joy and inspire can-do positivity. Always curious and with an insatiable appetite for a good yarn, I invite you to be a guest on my weekly show. If you have an inspiring perspective, a life-changing experience or an intriguing story to share, then drop me an email at gailmgibson.com. Until next week's show, do share the inspiration of the Can Do Way podcast with your friends, colleagues and clients, and wherever you are listening from in the world. Remember to make every day an amazing Can Do Day.